Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Let it ride, JP. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in New York City. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Next hour as we take you up to the best friends forever. Myself, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, Wall Street, Matt Medica, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. Get you ready for Fantasy Football 2018 as we inch closer and closer to kickoff. 844-843-6879 is the telephone number to dial to get involved on the conversation. We want to get you on the horn today as we discuss second-year wide receivers and what we think they can do in year number two. Take your phone calls, normal shenanigans always. I'm trying to get Kayla to come back in the studio right quick before she leaves, but she was being very firecrackery uh, with me just now when she stuck her head in here at hot Latin blood. <laughs> she was hollering at me. Well, yelling, not hollering. I was trying to holler. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, not a lot going on in OTAs and things like that right now, fellas. We're just hanging in. JP, we got all in, kid? What you say, JP? All right, so the, so so Matt, let's get off and get and get ready and get it going and get it started talking with these seven year second year wide receivers, the gentleman that everybody wants to discuss and talk about, a player that a lot of fantasy owners are high on coming into the season is one Juju Smith Schuster. We saw flashes last year in Pittsburgh. We know what kind of offense it is, fantasy friendly, high powered offense. No more Tavis Bryant in the situation this year. He should be number two outside of Antonio Brown. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell to get a, a good share of targets, but Juju was very impressive at times last year. What I worry about Juju, Juju is going in sometime as early as the third. You see him kind of living in that fourth round. Juju is a guy like Gronk, where he's a popular player. So he's out there on social media. He's a fan-friendly guy. And what I worry about with these fan-friendly guys like Gronk and like Juju, people want to have them on their fantasy teams so they overpay for him. And I'm worrying that could be a theme, a consistent theme with Juju Smith-Schuster this year. What do you think, Matt? Uh, yeah, look, as you say, love the player. You want to be invested in him because of, you know, social media. You like him there and other stuff and what he can do in the field. But I honestly don't see myself currently taking him. We know how this offense runs. Yes, without Bryant, there's some more targets to go his way. But I don't see the, the upside of some of the other receivers that I'm just looking at on the board that I grew up here. And he's going before Allen Robinson, Josh Gordon. I mean, just those two right there. That, that alone is wrong. That's dead yeah. wrong right there. I'm, I, I'll never own him if those two are on the board. Jake, I was saying, I don't know if you heard the start of the program. I was saying because he's a Gronk-type figure, he's a guy who's uh, visible on social media. He's very fan-friendly. He gets it, and we like that about him. But that makes people want to own him in fantasy. Last season, 58 receptions, 917 yards, an impressive seven touchdowns. But – Juju Smith-Schuster in the third round. I don't care how much you like him. I'm not paying that third-round price for him, Jake. 
No, it's way too high. I mean, uh, here's my question, though. Is, are we going to be talking about Juju Smith the entire offseason? Like, how many times do we have to tell people, don't pay that price? Uh, well, well, Jake, I'm trying to – I'm setting it up. I'm going to get into some other second-year wide receivers, too. This is the second or third time we talked about him this week alone. You know, you know Jake, the average listener listens for 30 minutes. Okay. So you may have missed that 30 minutes. <laughs> Not everybody, as, as wonderful as this program is, this award-winning program, well, soon to be award, Emmy award-winning program. You know they're going to have YouTube Emmys this year. I'll just put it in every single description. <laughs> Don't draft Juju Smith-Schuster in the third round. Okay, we can do that too. Yeah, but more importantly, I think in the fourth round, like we're saying, when these other guys, if, if, the, if the, the board's going to move a little too. But I, I just, like, like I can say, I love the talent. I think he's... Future stud, but when some other players are there that are, are just going to command, they're just going to command a higher percentage of the target share and everything else. I, I don't see how you can take them. All right, so Boy, now, I've already, we've already taken care of this. You just got to get on board with the hashtag. Don't buy all the risk. All right, don't buy all the risk in Juju Smith shoes. In round, f- I want to have some Juju this I, year. I'll buy all the risk in certain situations. I'll bu- I want to. Oh, I'm really, going to buy man. all the risk on like Jarek McKinnon this year. You want to buy all the risk on Jarek um, McKinnon? That's no, interesting. I'll never buy the ceiling. You know, I look, you sometimes, you know, sometimes in life when you pay up for things, you know, it, it works. You, you, you buy quality. If you believe in the system, the player and things, look, sometimes it's not always going to work out. And if, you're, if you draft and you're afraid to fail, when you got to look at, I mean, you're obviously looking at who else is there. You're comparing what's on the board. Does this player offer me this upside over the other guy that might have a significantly better floor? All right, no, that's two different right. things. It's like it's not playing scared. I'm saying don't buy all the risk is and don't buy the person at their peak value where even if they are what you think they're going to be, they deserve that pick. So like if somebody finishes at the end of the season and they're the 15th best player overall and you bought them at 15, as you met you coming from the stock market, you, you got no return. You got equal value. No, look, I, that I understand. But I mean, certain I, I want to know that if I'm going to get the production, I believe in maybe it doesn't supersede but it it goes like this I'll, I'll use a baseball analogy here on like players like a couple of years ago rob silver won the nfbc overall and i believe he had matt harvey ahead of Corey kluber that year but for some reason he took Corey kluber whether it was his gut or whatever so look there are gonna be guys in the first round that might not return a profit for you but you want those those stats, those numbers, and everything like that. So on every player, I don't think you can make a profit. Sometimes it's not about – it's about either meeting that or not losing on it. All right, so with that, that's, that's interesting. So you're fine with a player meeting that. Well, look, it's, it's, I, it's, I, I need to make profits. Don't get me wrong. But, what but do you in want the sixth from round, McKinnon? In the sixth round, uh, you know, if I make a – say the guy I took – say it was Sammy Watkins. What are we talking about, Sammy yeah. We'll, we'll throw him up. Say Sammy Watkins has a break. Well, we talk, apparently, all we talk about is Sammy yes. Watkins and Juju. That, yeah, Sammy and Juju. It's a Sammy and Juju And show. Andrew Luck. <laughs> but say I draft Sammy in the sixth round, and he returns third-round value. I've made three rounds on, on that pick. Okay. So yeah. you figure, oh, I, I see how you're breaking that up and shaking that down right there. What do you expect, Matt, from Jarek McKinnon if, if you're saying you're willing to buy the risk? I'll have to look at the numbers. I don't have okay. everything in front of me. But what I'm buying here is I am buying the coaching staff, the, Kyle Shanahan. the quarterback. I'm buying the system is okay. what I'm basically buying I dig here. that. And he was handpicked to be in that system. And, look, I understand everything coming out of camp. He looks great. You know, can't touch him and all that. Look, that's – that's, you're always, always going to hear the, 
the positives right now, unless somebody's really bad. All right. Hey, all in. Can you pull up your rankings right quick? I don't want to just put you on the spot. If you can get your running back rankings pulled up and P- not rankings, your running back projections, PPR pulled up. I want to do, I want to see a, a player comp between Derek McKinnon, who's going in the second, and Tevin Coleman, who's going uh, five rounds later. And I want to see how closely uh, you have those, the numbers of those two players together, because maybe you can get. Not at all. Well, not at all. So you think McKinnon? So McKinnon is much higher than, than Tevin Coleman. Six, they're sixty fantasy points apart. Okay. All right. Cool. So then I don't they're have to worry about close. that. All right. They're not yeah. even close. I mean, like, yeah. look, if somebody pulls Jarek McKinnon up to the early second round, That's I'm not going to pay that. Yeah. I mean, there's I'm not always second period. There's, oh, so but here's my point. You'll buy McKinnon on a two-three turn. Here's my point. What's the uh, do? It, say, say if I say if he's there at the end of the second round as opposed to the beginning of the third round. Uh, you know, if, if he, I think if I have him projected for more points than, say, said player, whatever it be, and I know there's no chance I'm getting him after that turn, then I will pay right before that 2-3 before that turn. And I, well, see, the, see, this is why I love it. The real question is, say if I really want Jarek McKinnon, it's, an answer I, it's a question I haven't answered yet. And he's at the end of the second round. I have the last pick in the second round. Jarek McKinnon. I'm not in, in, a, in a regular snake draft. But no, but I just want to bring it up. You don't want to address that. I said, look, I yeah. make that decision. he might not be there in a regular snake draft. If I don't take him with the, with, the, uh, with the next to last pick before the turn, he might not be there after the turn. I see you over you there. You see, I'm trying. You see, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, see. Just, I'm calling to the bullpen. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is now if I had that second to the last pick in the uh, second round and it's a third round reversal. I don't pick till the end of the third round, so that really changes everything. Okay, I can dig that. Now, with that being with that with with, with that being said, with that being said, uh, all in, first of all, JP, um, it's Future Friday, so we get JP um on the on the on the horn in a little bit. I don't have a microphone set up, Kayla, for you. I mean, where would you have him ranked, right? Ooh, Jerk McKinnon? He's got to be at worst. Any top, yeah, I haven't done either. I'll but at worst, he's got to be a top 15 back, in my opinion. No, I, I would say he's inside the top 15 because of the location and the system and stuff like that. But I don't. I just don't. Well, I it's better right, players on the board in the second right round. Right now, Derek McKinnon can't go okay. that close to Devontae Freeman, if, in my if, opinion. If, if, it's, if, it's, if the top 26 right now players, 15 are running backs, then he's right there, you know. But right. They shouldn't be. It, so I'm not, oh, right I'm not saying, I'm not no, no, saying no. it's right point. or wrong. No, so I, have him, I actually have him at 14 in PPR, to your point, but I have him 31 overall in PPR. There's a lot of wide receivers. I'm not taking him until the end of the third round. Well, uh, that, once again, like, as we said, like you guys, like Jake wants his bell cow. You want your bell cow. And it's basically how yeah, you're going to set what up What I'm saying team. is at that point, there's a lot of wide receivers, like right in front of them, I have Diggs, Thomas, Fitzgerald, Evans, Hilton, Baldwin, Gronk. So, Jake, then... what Jake is saying is his value in a PPR is the fourth round. No, I, I no, get what... the end what... of the third. End of the okay, third. all right. I understand what Jake is saying, but I'm... Roster construction. If I could start a team, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, Jarek McKinnon. For me, who plays in PPR, I'll sign off on that. Okay. I, I will sign that. that. I can I'll dig give that. you my money. I'm in. I can dig that. And then I go from there. I can. It, so, do you consider Jerick McKinnon a bell cow? A f- when I say a bell cow, I'm talking about a fantasy bell cow. Uh, I consider him somebody that's going to score a ton of points. I consider him somebody that I can build a backfield with. And you're comfortable with Jerick McKinnon as RB one on your team? 
Mm-hmm. In the right. PPR, yes. My, my problem is he starts the next tier for me. Like, right in front of him is Christian McCaffrey for him, and Christian McCaffrey's 20 points in front of him. It's, a like, a significant drop-off into that next grouping for me. 844-843-6879. Let's go out to my man Nick in New Jersey. Nick, what up? Pop the seal on today's program. Hey, hey guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, started listening to you guys last year, so this is the first time I'm calling in. But I see you guys talking about second-year players and, you know, where you can get value for certain guys. I get two keepers in my league. Uh, definitely keeping Josh Gordon for a seventh-round pick. Okay. And then I, I wanted some advice on the other three options. So I can keep Kenyon Drake for a sixth-round pick. I can keep Dalvin Cook for the second-rounder. Or I could keep Corey Davis for a ninth-round pick. What do you have on your team already? I, I'm just going to say it. I'm keeping Dalvin Cook. If this is a keeper league, I'm keeping Dalvin Cook in the second. All right. Okay. That was that was kind of what I had been thinking lately. Because initially, at the end of last year, I was like, I'm going to keep Gordon and Drake. And then kind of hope that I could get Cook. But I see Cook's kind of getting a lot of hype. They're saying, you know, he's He's going good, in so the end of the first round. He the better pick. He's going end of the first round, early second, the latest in redrafts. So. I don't have yeah, a problem. You have to consider the fact that your second rounder is basically a third rounder. If there's one player, because Corey, you'll love this exclusive edge package, bold predictions. Dalvin Cook's a top five running back. If there's one running back who could jump into that conversation, it's Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I agree with the with the boys on that one. Dalvin Cook and Josh Gordon, I think, is the way to go. I think you get a nice price on Josh Gordon. You get a nice price on Drake too, but I, I, I mean, you can't pass up on Dalvin Cook. What else? Who else? Are you do you have other guys that you're already keeping? Gordon. No, no, just Josh Gordon is the only guy that okay, I was, like, good. certain and then I'm you keeping go, this guy in the seventh round. All right, cool, and then you go to the regular redraft. And then late in the draft, you can always take Latavius Murray. Yes, you can. That worked last year. It really did. I mean, I, I'm going – look, year. I have the injury optimism right now on June 15th, I believe today is. Yeah. You know, if reports change and, I, you know, you hear something, you see something, you watch uh, – you know – that could always alter. We're not going live for a couple of months, so we have plenty of time for that. We'll check, yeah. But we'll present be. day, if I, I'm hopefully next week I'll do my first draft champions. Yeah. And at the end of the first round, if he's there, I'm taking Dalvin Cook. All right. So there we go. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's get the homie Steve in Massachusetts. Steve, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Corey? What's the uh, deal, Steve? I had a question. I'm uh, here for you. So I, I play with. All right, so so I play I play with a lot of guys um, that are Patriots fans because we're out in the Massachusetts area. Yeah. So I I, I think that after the, the Julian Edelman suspension, I, I I think that they might be trying to gun for uh, Chris Hogan. No doubt. So I was just wondering, do you think that uh, depending on uh, how it shakes out, wherever he's ranked, if Julian Edelman's worth the risk? Because I know that already he had the torn ACL, so I was kind of they like, not even considering it. But like it seems like with the four game suspension, that maybe I could hold him on the like at the end of the. Somebody I, like I can have on my bench, but I, I know like when he comes back, we should pretty much know like who we're gonna start more or less if he's if it even stays the four game suspension. But I was just wondering if you think that uh, it'd be worth it to put him on my bench. I've done no, I, I definitely think it'd be worth it. You can probably get some value out of that, and of course, about the bye weeks and stuff like that through the moving and grooving of a fantasy football season, you'll have some injuries, and he could be somebody that um <clears throat> that uh you know uh, steps up for you at some point. I think I've done one draft. Since the Cook injury, if I can find the, the draft board on that joint right now, I'll let you know where he's going at and let you know. What I saw Scott posted something about You talking about Cook? or Let me talk about um, Julian Edelman. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so 
I'm going to get that information for you, Steve. Let you know where he's going. We'll discuss that when we come back on the other side. We'll also get into some more of these second-year wide receivers, guys like um, what's the boy out there, Corey Davis. And, I, and Brax, this is Braxton Miller's second year? This would be Braxton Miller's third, second. right? It's oh, it's third. My bad. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Um, Just picture Rocky Marciano's value wanna, in that draft. I want to talk <laughs> about John Ross, too. I didn't think it was a bad idea. I thought it was a bad idea for the Bengals to draft John Ross. I think John Ross is a dude that's always going to be hurt. So I want to get into that a little bit, too, talk about some of his value. Maybe I hey, Friday on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Maybe I can pull it up right quick for you. And you don't have to wait till after the break, but I know you're going to hang out with us regardless right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Edelman, Edelman, Edelman. This draft was done after the injury. So I look around, I figure it out. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here at FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Future Friday on FNTSY Radio. This is not future, uh, PJ. Just look in the chat, PJ. He got you covered. My man, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Hey, Stephen Mass. Um, I, I know he's going, JP. <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> JP, are you okay? How was your day at Mammoth Park yesterday? You can talk on the air, JP. Oh, it was awesome. Cool. You yeah, see, yeah. sort of like dignitaries and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Did you shake any hands? Yeah, I got to meet Darren Ravel. That was pretty cool. You, you, you thought meeting Darren Ravel? You think Darren Ravel's cool, huh? No, I don't think he he's cool. He, he puts out cool information. Pretty popular guy. Did him? Did you? Did you have to? Separate, did you have to break him and Cardano up? I did. You did. They were yeah. they were getting ready to fight again, Old huh? Fist fight, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Who's taller, Cardano or Darren Ravel? I'll take Ravel. Ravel is taller. Yeah, for sure. Who do you think will win a fight though, Ravel or Cardano? Cardano. Yeah, you think? I think oh, yeah. smart to put money on Cardano. You a Darren Ravel guy, man? Uh, I I kind of agree with uh, JP in this one. I'm not really a fan <laughs> of the guy, but some of the information he does put out is interesting. All right, I don't follow him if that's what you mean. So, um, without any further interruption from PJ, um, was talking to Stephen and Mass Edelman. The draft I the draft what I looked at was before, right was the day before Edelman. The Edelman news came out, so he was still going around where he was going. But taking a quick glance at the board, I would say I would take I would take a gamble on Edelman if he's there in the ninth round of a PPR. I think that'd be a spot where you can stash him for those first uh, four weeks, pending an appeal. Maybe he gets three weeks or two weeks, and then you could put him on your roster after that. I don't have a problem doing that. He's going to be PPR magic going down the stretch. Chris Hogan to get the bump up, and don't forget about Jordan Matthews. So be like Steve. Give us a telephone call eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. So last year, Jake, John Ross didn't do spit. You know what I'm saying? And I thought I wasn't in on Sun anyway because I was like, this kid stayed beat up. 
Don't get me wrong, he's fast. He's a burner. I don't like Andy Dalton. That offense is kind of one-dimensional, not really too much flair to it. Very little activity from John Ross last year. Do you think he can rebound this season? There's no such thing as a rebound because he hasn't done anything. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be yeah. actually just what you call it a breakout if he did <laughs> yeah. anything. And there's there's nothing to rebound from. The fact is with John Ross, I'll say the same thing. He still can be productive. John Ross, at least with his speed, is going to turn into a deep route option. Uh, worst case scenario. He's a nine-route guy. Just go, get open, figure out what we're going to do deep down the field with you. That's the worst-case scenario. He has some ability to use that speed in the short area, too, to break off quickly and get that separation. His problem is the full route tree. His problem is, you know, if you have a quick defender and you're asking him just to run a normal post or something like that, like you're looking for either a quick throw or wait some time and get him a long throw. It's that intermediate area where he's going to struggle and struggle developing if these injuries continue to mount up it's not even going to matter i mean we can start going down the kevin white road with that is a different wide receiver but kevin white you know, all the talent in the world can't get on the field can't stay healthy john ross as you said there was a question of whether or not the Bengals should have spent what they did to go get john ross when you had these injuries all the way through college and the fact was there's a big question of what he was going to be ready for training camp last year which obviously didn't happen and carry through the regular season so John Ross still potentially could be the number two wide receiver on this team. It's just whether or not he can even stay on the field. Yeah, you see, he missed their entire offseason program last year, the entire offseason program. So, Matt, of course, he started behind the eight ball, John Ross. Now, this year, you work, uh, they, you know how you work out with people? He was working out with A.J. Green and T.J. Husmanzada, which I don't know what that would do for you. But, um, Lock it up, championship. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> T.J. Who's your mama? Um, so... The rumors, not the rumors, but what they're saying, Mr. May, you know what I mean? He's got his confidence back. He's got his swagger back. He's going to have a, he looks explosive. This is what A.J. Green is saying. Matt, do you put any stock into this? Do you think John Ross dollar make you holler a little bit later on in the draft? Or do you think, you know what, I'm not fooling with this kid? It would, ha- it would have to be very late in the draft. Um, maybe like best ball in that deeper format. I kind of like it. I think he could do things, uh, you know, on special teams, returning punch kicks, stuff like that. I mean, people are going to get excited if they see him catching a deep pass in the preseason and stuff like that. But I'm kind of skeptical about the size and everything. I think you will see flashes at times throughout the season, but I don't think it's somebody you can rely on. Yeah, probably not. By the way, Matt will appreciate my draft that started last night. Oh, how'd you show? Well, tell us about it. What, what's the fancy football? Uh, it's fancy football empire. It's one of those uh, for a good cause ones. It's everything like a hundred dollars of the league. Everybody's ten dollars to buy in. It's a seventeen le- uh, team league where everybody gets the lowest score gets knocked out every single week until okay. the end of the season. Um, so like a hundred dollars of the proceeds went to Scott Fish's with the fishbowl and that organ, you know, that donation, all that type of stuff, and the rest of it goes elsewhere as well. Um, but Matt, it's seventeen teams, and you know what I said. 17 teams, you got to have third round reversal. <laughs> well, you have to. I, mean, I was like, at that size, that I told you, once you get to 14 teams, I'll agree with you, but at, especially at 17. But so here's your point. Hey, Corey, you'll tell me if you like this. So it's half point PPR for running backs, full point PPR for wide receivers, a point and a half for tight ends, and it's a super flex. I can I dig that. Fourth. I can dig that. I, picked, I wouldn't want to play picked. that out. I can dig it, though. Oh, it's, well, it's best ball. Oh, there, there you go. And that's why I said you get best. It's knocked out. Every, somebody gets knocked out every single week. But in any case, I had the fourth pick. I took your boy, Zeke. Nice. I love that at the fourth pick. In a half-point PPR, Zeke can catch 80 passes this year. Even what about Tavon Austin? 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Dave Buffalo Bill fan. <laughs> Making fun of my Dallas Cowboys every day. No, this honestly, week. but see, the thing with Zeke is I, I want to take him at four if I have that fourth pick. I'd probably go Antonio Brown. But I mean, I think I, I'll agree with you on this. If the passing game expands under for, for Zeke, he could be 1 1. Okay. Yeah, oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Zeke. He I mean, almost ran for a thousand yards in two games last year. People need to remember how difficult it is going to be for Todd Gurley to be the number one running back again. It's just, just history is not on its side. Hey, who was the last time? What's the last time a, a, a running back repeated as number one fantasy running back in back to back seasons? I don't know. I'm not freaking. I'm the watch, I'll say like LT. <laughs> you're supposed to be a fantasy football encyclopedia, Jake. Uh, yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not stumped the Schwab over here. I'm not like no football <laughs> reference. But, like, look, to Mike, Matt's Clay point, would know. Mike Clay would know that, Jake. <laughs> yeah, sure. To, to, to Matt's point last year, Zeke was number three in PPR in points per game ahead of Kamara. No, no. I, like I said, I, uh, my main concern about Zeke, and it really, I guess it shouldn't be a concern because he's going to be the offense, is just I don't like any of the other pieces around him. I do think the offensive line got better from last season. Last season wasn't. The traditional Dallas Cowboys was hurt most of excellent the offensive line that we've come to know and fantasy players love. All right, so let's talk about Chris Godwin because I'm hearing a lot of hype on Chris Godwin, second-year wide receiver with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mr. May, once again, uh, this is from Deshaun Jackson. He's a big physical receiver. He can get open and create space. This is year two for him. He's probably a little bit more confident. I've liked him since last year, too. He's a good addition to have with myself and Mike Evans. I think he'll be able to make a big impact this year. I'm hearing this from a lot of people talking up Chris Godwin this well, year. Well, people were talking last year about how good he was going to yep. be in the future. Yeah. So, Thank you, one of those guys. Many, yeah, I don't know how many times. Three years in a row now, because now it's Deshaun Hamilton this year. Stop ignoring Penn State wide receivers. Like, just stop. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Hamilton, stop ignoring Penn State. Well, none of them besides Allen Robinson has done anything, though. Oh, that you know they're going to. Okay. The fact is, the talent is there. The point is, is everybody just dismissed? The people were dismissing Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, go back to that draft. Allen Robinson was not considered a top he was like three fourth round. Receiver, right? Like I had him. Yeah, no, nobody was thinking that. Nobody was even thought, taught about him in fantasy football for that purpose. And so there was very few of us out there, myself, Matt Harmon, a few others, that were talking about Allen Robinson. And uh, that was my point about this with Chris Godwin is last year he was buried. And, you know, Chris Godwin is still a little bit raw. He's more raw than Allen Robinson. But now if you look at it, he could easily unseat Deshaun Jackson. Unseat Adam Humphreys. That's a, that's a given. That's going to happen. Yeah, that's easy but money people, right there. That's yes, the question. I want to. I want to see how Deshaun Jackson's talking about him when, when he, he takes, takes his job. job. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, get that yeah. MF out of here. <laughs> Can you bring Jacob back on the screen? I feel like somebody's peeking. Is that a window behind you, Jake? Like way over there? Yeah. I thought That's I saw. Like I thought I saw somebody looking at window for a second. I was nervous for huh. you for a little bit, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, is, this is like Goody Mob. You know what happens when they peek in the window? Yeah, somebody's peeking in my window. Nobody now. <laughs> oh, man, good times. All right, so cool. So we got that done, and I'm glad that we talked about Chris Godwin. So that's good. So that's excellent. You're going to Detroit now? What do you like in Detroit, man? Oh, Kenny, Kenny Galladay. Galladay. Yeah, I mean, I think it has implications not only on Kenny Galladay, it has implications on Marvin Jones. I, mean, if, if I don't know how I feel about the if, Lions wide receiver group. If you group. see the splits when oh, yeah, he was there or not, you know, it, it does make a difference. Okay, so we got another another bold prediction that Matt doesn't like. <laughs> What's that? So my the Lions is they're going to have three wide receivers inside the top forty. Oh. Kenny Galladay, 
Kenny Galladay will be there as well this year because the fact is, look at their tight ends. They didn't address Eric Ebron. And for what, it, look, Luke Wilson, a backup tight end on another team coming in. To Le, Levine Toilolo, another backup tight end on another team. To the, the tight end position is basically uh, like there's nothing there for the Lions right now. Kenny Galladay is going to fill that Ebron role, and he's going to have probably about 700 some odd yards, six or seven touchdowns, and right there, boom, you're inside the top 40. All right, so how do we draft these dudes? That's the same that's order. the problem. People keep wanting to go back to Tate first. Uh, two years in a row, it's it's time to stop ignoring the fact that Marvin Jones has been the better wide receiver. I didn't buy into Marvin Jones too halfway through the season last year. I'll be honest with you. I'm buying in this year. I've always said that Marvin Jones sucked. Then I saw him, then I saw him, you know, <laughs> get busy on Xavier Rhodes, and I was like, well, this dude don't suck. And then he was balling down the stretch. You had him, you had a pretty decent run because he was carrying people. So I would I might draft Jones and leave Tate on the board this year. From the early data that I'm looking at, Tate's pretty much going like a round ahead of him. A round ahead of uh, Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones? Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of agreeing that I'd rather have Marvin Jones. I just and Tate's going to probably go ahead of him again this year because it's the surety of PPR with Tate. You know, you know Tate's yep. just going to be there every week for you almost. You know Tate, you know Tate is at least going to catch 85 passes. I understand, but it seems like, you know. Why is she, well, she dancing already? She ain't even started drinking yet. <laughs> it seems like this is, it, the trend is starting to turn here. Like you, like you said, with Marvin, uh, with Marvin Jones, I, I mean, I, I am a big, I've been a big Golden Tate supporter and stuff like that. I, me too. I love him. I don't, I don't think, you know, if I had the choice where I know I can get Tate in the fourth or Jones in the fifth, I, I'm going to take uh, Jones in the fifth. You'll take Jones in the fifth? Mm-hmm. You like in the fourth wide receiver going in the fourth, you like better than Tate. Hey, that's a double wide receiver round for you. Uh, you go, say you go wide receivers in four and five. I'm looking with right two here. Backs. Who's going in that area? There's Juju, Allen Robinson, Josh Gordon, Golden Tate, and Jarvis Landry. I'll take uh, Allen Robinson. I'll take Josh Gordon. The thing is, I'll probably take Golden Tate. Over, I'm going to take Golden Tate over Juju. Take Golden Tate over Juju. You take Golden Tate over Jarvis Landry? Yeah, I'm. I don't. I, that whole thing is is the question is like Tyrod, and we called him Tyrod in Buffalo, but yeah. I don't think he suits he suits Landry, uh, his game. And then I don't know how the dynamic works out with the rookie quarterback. So I might be staying away or shorten Jarvis Landry. All right, well, it's tough to do with PPR. No, Jarvis Landry's a beast. You know what I mean? We've I seen what he was seeing, what he can do. Him and Ryan Tannehill don't get along. But though. Ryan Tannehill's all over there. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Made you he got he got you paid. Um, but who knows? Whatever. Jake, that same that same those same two players right there. Um, Tate and Landry. Well, I, <laughs> I thought there was more to the question. <laughs> that that's just who I would take. I would take Landry. Fairly. Fairly. Okay, I can dig that. And then Kenny Galladay, I'm seeing him going on double digit rounds of drafts. I think Galladay, I just Kenny Galladay is going in round 10. I see him going. He's going around Allen Hearns and Nelson Aguilar. I would take him over both of those. I'll take him over Aguilar. Yeah, I got to take him over both. But the only thing is, if I got to believe Allen Hearns is the guy in Dallas. If he can stay healthy. I mean, I'm not really. The thing is, he could be the guy and Cole Beasley could still catch more than he does. That's true, too. I mean, I've never been the biggest Allen Hearns guy. I know a lot of people love him. Allen Hearns guy. Was before he came to Dallas. University of Miami, the U. I, mean, I think he did have that one big year. But yeah. Yes, he's that. had two years where he's caught at least eight touchdown passes. No, I don't think so. Because I think, because when, when I'm looking at, I know he had the 10 that one year, and I think the other years combined, he's had 11. I, I remember doing some research really? recently on that. Right. 
Well, okay. I, I, I'll take your word for it. Oh, we can always look it up. Cool, taking your word for it, too, though. Hey, right quick, y'all. I'm going to throw this one out, then I'm going to head out to the phones. Kenny Galladay or um, or Rashad Matthews? Matthews. Matthews doesn't get respect. I agree. Kenny Galladay? I I think the Titans will have a much better offense this year, so I'll I'll take uh, slightly into Matthews. All right, 844-843-6879. Telephone number to get involved. Let's head out to Malik in Arizona. Malik, what's good with you? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first no time calling, just discovered your show. Great show. Thank you. Glad to have uh, so you. This is, yeah, so this is a, this is a 12-team league, uh, PPR, keepers. Uh, we get two keepers. And the guys we're trying to decide between, I, I thought it was sort of obvious, but I figured I would just call and ask, uh, between Melvin Gordon, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and Dalvin Cook, and Odo Beckham Jr. Wait, wait, wait a minute. And this is a 12-team league, and you got all these dudes on your team? Well, it is a keeper. I know, crazy, right? It was, got, it was crazy. I got Elliot in like the sixth round. Who do you play with? <laughs> who are these, who are these, who are these children old? you're playing with? <laughs> I think they were. I think they were just worried because of his whole suspension and everything. That's right. Like, That's right. Care, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I want. I want an Elliot. And I so you got Dalvin Cook. Like you got yeah. Odell, Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, and who else? Uh, you want my whole lineup? No, I don't no, need the whole. That was, those are just those four. It's court. It's just it's Odell and yeah, Ezekiel I mean, Elliott. Yeah, it's Odell and Zeke. Yeah, you also got. You also got Josh Gordon, Tyreek Hill. You know. Yeah, you need. You, out there. you need a safe wide receiver. You need to keep those two and play with better competition. Yeah. <laughs> Unless this is a money league, then you just keep playing. Well, yeah, well, yeah. You want try to talk him into invite me into it. Try to talk him. Try to talk him into putting five hundred dollars a piece up, and then um, and yeah, then me play. and then me, Matt, and Jake could take a team. <laughs> yeah, we we pay fifty bucks a year, so I don't ever win anything. But I'll I think you got a good chance. You're looking pretty good this year, my man. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah, I would go ahead and keep those so two plays. Which players? Uh, Odell Beckham and Ezekiel Elliott. All right, awesome. Thank you, man. All right, cool. 844-843-6879. Uh, be like Malik in Arizona. I got a homegirl in Arizona. Text me. I got a father-in-law in Arizona. Oh, really? She texted me the other day, and she was like, it's 110 out here. I was like, you yeah. can keep that. You can keep that. I don't care if it's dry heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can keep 110 because I'm not going to do nothing. So, I, I mean, I, I will say, like, if it's, like, 94 and humid in Manhattan. Yeah. It, is oh, like, so you, it might as well be 110. Yeah, it's pretty much safe. Because I don't like that humidity is, is not good either. Well, um, that's what I'd rather take 110 in Arizona than 100 in New York any day. Is it the, the build? Oh, if you go down into the subway on one of those 110, I, on one of those 97-degree uh, days. Corey, Corey I was there. Do you remember about Four or five years ago, it was the one weekend where it hit 103 two days in a row on Friday and Saturday in New York. Uh-huh. You remember that weekend? I remember. So I was I was up there for this. It was third. I forget what it was for. I was covering something, and I stayed up. And do you remember? Oh, I forget the guy's name. He used to work for us. Anyway, it was six o'clock in the morning for me to come into Sirius XM, the old show at the time, and just walking one block from his place to the subway, I had already sweat through my shirt. I remember that That's Saturday. Why I take care that, Jake. I might, it wasn't Tout Wars. It was a fantasy draft. I remember that Saturday now. It was hot as hell out there. Shout out to Malik in Arizona. Stay cool. We come back to team discussion on these second-year wide receivers, and plus I want to talk a little Miles Garrett. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? 
or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Fantasy Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio Future Friday. Rocking with you. Thanks for hanging out with us all week long. BFFs coming up next. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Alright, so um well Florio, I sent stuff down there for look up in the chat. Alright. Um shout out to Mike Florio. Oh, shout out to Mike Florio making it in there early on a Friday. Good for him. Yeah, look at him. As, as a Met fan, I would expect him to be in, in you know, the dog days yeah, like of summer. Hey, you, you don't have to stay up late. You don't have to watch the game. That's true. That's true. That is true, too. The game over by the second inning. It was in Arizona last night. Uh, NBA sidebar for you. Kawhi wants out of uh, San Antonio. Oh, so that's so him and Popovich's talk didn't go well. Uh, it seems that way. He said he wants the Knicks. Yeah, right. Have LeBron come here. Uh, Kawhi. I mean, I don't understand why LeBron doesn't come. Because have you because he wants James Dolan? <laughs> but what he what that could do for his legacy, if he could turn this team around, nobody could say anything. You know, my homeboys. Uh, that's that's what they said about last year, though. Is if you would have won this championship with that Cleveland team, they would have said the same thing. I think he's tired of dealing with that nonsense. Yeah, but I, look, Cleveland and MSG, the mecca. Uh, you know, the history yeah. of New York. Yeah, it's, it's downtrodden New think. It's New York. It's the Mecca of everything. Get the hell out of here. It is the Mecca. Here's the thing, right? This is, I had a, a very good, but my man Boogie, shout out to Boogie. He just got his PhD. What's doing, by the way? I just chilling. Shout out to Boogie. Boogie just got his PhD yesterday, so shout out to him for that. I don't know. He said, these people like to be in school today, 40 years old, but, but it worked. You know what I'm saying? He got his PhD, so shout out to Boogs for that. He, this was a, it said this to me years ago. When players want to win a championship, when players come to New York to win a championship, they go to the Yankees, <laughs> not the Knicks. <laughs> and it's the truth. Oh, no, it, the it, only New York team that win the championship is the Yankees. Unfortunate, but true. Yeah, I'm sorry to say that. With, I got three Met fans with me I, right at now. At least I got to see the Rangers in 94, yeah. the Mets in 86. There you go. So uh, good times. All right, so what do we got? Miles um, Garrett. This is interesting. I don't know if you saw this, Matt and Jake. Miles Garrett, uh, first is he going into his second year defensive end, number one draft pick for the Cleveland Browns. He said that he was on the Cleveland radio station yesterday, and obviously being in Cleveland, you asked about the finals, whatever. And they was like, KD. He said KD broke the NBA because KD took the easy way out. KD already a top competitor, goes and joins the super team, and he was like that more or less. He would never do that, and that KD broke the NBA, and KD wasn't ready to put up a fight to win a championship. Yeah, okay. Let's see when he's a free agent. Son, you play on a team that's old, that's one in thirty-one in the last two years. Your team is zero in sixteen. You can't talk about people that win. If he becomes a free agent, let's see where he goes. Thank you. What are we doing? Mind your business. What's up, Jake? 
Did you really just do a stick to sports? Do you want to just say that? Like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to have an opinion on anything else. You're right. you really gonna be you're one right. of those people. I know. No, no, how, you're was, right. how was that a stick to sports though? We're talking about sports. Like I, I no, think no. it's more of like comparison. He was talking sports. I was just the comparison is the people like if we ever get on Twitter and say something for our political beliefs or religious beliefs or going to the store and what you should do at a store beliefs. It's always the stick to sports. I was just making the comparison to Corey joking around saying just because his team is 0 16. He can't speak to something going on in the NBA. That, that, hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, What's up, Jake? I mean, uh, uh, Greg. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I no. sometimes speak differently on Twitter, but, you know, I'm one of the few. You ever get a stick to sports tweet back? No, but, you know, I'm, my view is pretty much different than the majority of, you know. I, dis- I disagree or... with that. And you know what? I, I used to be- I, I disagree with that now. No, see, Especially I- in what I do from 9 to 12. My opinion is not the popular opinion. No, but I'm talking about like the fantasy sports people that I deal with. Okay. It's like 90%. The other I would love, we should do a political show, a politics show right here from Studio 34. We, and yeah. in one seat, we'll have Matt Medica, and in the other seat, we'll have Michael Salfino. That would be a hell of a show. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I'd probably choke him out. I love the man, but I probably would have. It'd be a fight in the joint, it would be a legit. <laughs> It would have to be separated. That's my. That's the big homie right there. He used to play uh, ball at Rucker Park. Um, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. So uh, second year wide receivers. We don't have to do too much talking about uh, Corey Davis because we all like Corey Davis again. Yeah. No, look, uh, I'm. It's. I think you got to go back to him. I. You know. I know it burned us all last year. I. I don't. I don't care if I'm wrong on a guy that one year. I will. I'm never the person that says. He's dead to me. I think that is just so stupid when people say that. You're dead to me. I got burned. Okay, so who's a player burns you one year? If his draft price uh, is significantly different the following year, that's how you can exploit a market inefficiency. That's buying last year's trash. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with that. But then you do have some people that just hurt you too bad sometimes, Matt. You really do. You really do. Sometimes you have people that hurt you too bad to go back. I mean, if a, if a woman breaks your heart, you're never going to go back to, you know, if she was a redhead. No, uh, no offense to the juniors out there. I love the juniors. The, gen- the gingers. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I want to move on. I want to stay on the air. <laughs> no, but women, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Well. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Jake is like, Stop. tap out, Corey. Get out of this. <laughs> Fantasy football frenzy with Scott Engel. Um, <laughs> nah, real talk, though. Mike Williams. What do we got about Mike Williams? Listen, Mike Williams supposed to be the Des Bryant clone. Hurt most of last season. I think the kid has got some game. You can get him for a steal in the draft right now. I'm going to have Mike a couple of last round Mike Williams, especially with the injury to Hunter Henry. Obviously, we love Keenan Allen. He's going to be a top target in that offense. But I think that Mike Williams is a dude that can get some work this year. He's a lottery ticket for me. Lottery ticket? I mean, there's still Tyrell Williams there, right? I think Mike Williams is, be- I think Mike Williams is the second best wide receiver he, on the team. He could be better. I think than Mike him. Williams is the second best player on the team. He could be better. On the offensive side. I, I just still have concerns about the back and all yeah. the other stuff. And Tyrell Williams, when he gets a chance, gets it done. Do you think, Jake, um, Mike Williams, second best wide receiver as far as fantasy goes for this team in 2018? It's not a question in my mind. The week that we did the show that we were filling in before we came back officially, you remember that we, we talked about him. I said Mike Williams before before Hunter oh. Henry even got hurt. I yeah. said Mike Williams is going to be the breakout, and everybody forgot about him from last year. We forgot the fact that 
top 10 wide receiver in the NFL draft. Don't forget the fact that Mike Williams was argued as the best wide receiver alongside Corey Davis in the draft. Forgot the fact that how much he dominated in college. Forgot the fact that worst case scenario, he's going to be a major red zone threat. I'm actually kind of annoyed by the Hunter Henry injury because I was getting him for free. And now people are going to realize that the value is going to go up. But I was on it before. I was saying that he was going to push Tyrell into the fourth option, in my opinion, with Hunter Henry being the third. Then Hunter Henry gets hurt. And I think this, you remember it. What did I say during that week where we were filling in? I'm going to continue to keep saying it. The Hunter Henry injury does more to save Tyrell Williams value, in my opinion, than it does to help Mike Williams, because in my opinion, Mike Williams was already going to step up and be the number two this year. But we have no concerns about this back and stuff like that. See, here's the well, thing. I mean, we still got two months to find that out. No, I'm saying that's a, that's a significant injury. You know, it was. this is the NFL. This is what I say, though. I also say this. Yeah, but we have we have plenty of time. It's the same thing about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck hasn't played in two years. That's just as of right now, it's what you do at this time. You're pretty much assuming 100% health, as we talked about way earlier. All right, well, I got to get ready to sign off YouTube so they can get ready for the BFFs. Before we sign off YouTube, what I will say about this is what Mike Williams. Keenan Allen bounced back nicely last year after two seasons of injuries. Keenan Allen is more, in my opinion, is more likely to get hurt this year than Mike Williams is. There you go right there. And Keenan Allen is going in the first round of some drafts. What's good with you, baby? All right, so here we go. 844-843-6879. YouTube crowd, holla at you, holla at you. Holla at you on Monday. Y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy your Father's Day. Yeah. All right, so now it's just us. Oh, second year wide receiver. I like Mike. Matt, you're not buying in on the Mike Williams No, I'm thing. not. I'm just concerned about a back injury. I, look, the guy went, what, seventh overall? Uh, Clemson. You know, Clemson. Players from Clemson yeah, no, normally translate I would like well the Bills to, the to have drafted him and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I'm saying when, you know, player gets a, has a back injury that we're talking about, he should have had surgery, he shouldn't have had surgery. I'm going to have concerns. It's not about the talent. If, if, if uh, you know, if, if I'm going off of that, that assumption that Jake's saying he's 100% and he's back, then yes, it's a very, very talented player. But, you know, I still have to weigh that. It's like Andrew Luck. I'm not going to... We mentioned he's about, what, fifth to seventh quarterback, yeah. if 100% healthy, but he's not. So I'm not going to draft him as the fifth or seventh Understood. Um, your boy, Matt, Zay Jones. I don't know. Everything I heard, he's had these hands of gold and, you know. You're worried about the thing from the I'm very worried about that. That was pretty crazy. He was tripping yeah. on something. Yeah. But he was, you know. I don't know how the NFL hasn't done something yet about yeah, that. Yeah. Wasn't he, like, trying to jump out a window or something? I think he, he might have running down he, a, ho- a hallway of a hotel and butt naked, butt naked and stuff, and then then that's where he so heard. He brought the Daisy Dukes out though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but didn't like his brother have to stop him from like jumping out the window or something? It, it sounded really bad. He had it. No, nah, he was. He, I, I think he might have got a bad. He might have got some bad. Some bad K two. That synthetic marijuana. He might have been tripping off that joint. I mean, as far as the Bills wide receivers, uh, depending upon where Kelvin Benjamin goes, I don't want to draft Kelvin Benjamin, but yeah. if he's going to be the number one wide receiver, and he can get touchdowns. You know, depending upon his prices, where yeah. he's pre- really the only option. Take any love for Jay, for Zay, for Zay Jones. What are you doing, ladies? No, I wasn't a big fan of Zay Jones coming out of college either. It's the fact that he's coming out of school that runs five wide against lesser competition. So I was never a big Zay Jones fan. You know, he is the FBS all-time leader in reception. Yeah, again, coming out of a school that ran five wide half the time. It's four other guys that could have threw two. <laughs> <laughs> decoys. Go look at that team. Uh, some other second-year wide receivers. Uh, any love for Josh Reynolds in Los Angeles? No, they got too much out there. Yeah, anyway. I think there's just too before much. They added, before they added Brandon Cooks, I had some. Yeah, what about uh, Darius Stewart with the Jets? 
The Jets have 13 receivers on the roster. Yeah. It would be nice to have seen him get an opportunity, though. Remember we talked about Taiwan Taylor yesterday. Right back to burying him. What do you say, Jake? I said they went right back to burying him. Because now you have Anderson, and you have Anunua, and then you have Curse already at the chop. They brought in Terrell Pryor, who's hurt right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just before you even get to him. And then you still have the carryovers from, like, Chad Hansen, who's not that he's ever done anything. The Devin Smiths, like, they just have a multitude of options on this team. Who who were we just talking about? You mentioned somebody else before we uh, Darius Stewart. Uh, oh, Taiwan Taylor. Yeah, well, see, here's the problem with Taiwan Taylor. Taiwan Taylor becomes a thing. It means things went severely wrong with Corey Davis. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Good thinking, Matt. We don't want Taiwan Taylor. Because you got him, Matthew. Though. So are we, are we not going to talk about Martavis today, Corey? Martavis, who? Oh yeah, but the Martavis they fear Bryant. they fear that he's out for the year for the weed and stuff. Suspended again. He got suspended again. I did not see that. My bad. Not officially. Yeah, not okay. officially yet. But they're saying everybody all reporting this morning was that it was while you were on your other show is that uh, Martavis is possibly out for the entire year. Wow. Yeah, the, I mean the NFL's got to do Seth something. Roberts time again. Yeah, because <laughs> look, I, I'll admit that marijuana today is much more potent, but the NFL's got to get rid of this. Yeah, no doubt they they doing too well. I mean, it's the rule. No, no, I understand. And, and look, and then, you should have enough self discipline when you have a uh, you know millions of dollars. See, you're make. right. That's true too. But then, but if you it's gotta, at the point where you know the NBA doesn't you know did away with you it. You got to fail three in one year. You got to fail three in one year. Wow. And J.R. Smith did. <laughs> and J.R. Smith where's, did. Where's the-, <laughs> the evidence for J.R. Smith was that game one. I mean, uh, yeah, on. there you go. Yo, so another, so listen, listen, I'd rather him fail a drug test than to be Zay Jones tripping off of K2, the synthetic marijuana. Yeah. That stuff's crazy. That, yeah. I'd rather him, I'd rather him do that than being freaking Greg Hardy, who, by the way, just got a UFC contract. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% correct on that. That, that was the plot on the NFL's. That's, that's the stain on the NFL. That's why they're trying to be so proactive in a lot of these domestic abuse cases. Yeah. Which, I mean, which they should have been already. But. From the jump. They should have handled it from the jump. I, um, what did he get? Four games? Greg Hardy? Something. I think Originally, it might have been six. Then it got more. Yeah, that was, and then it got more. Deservedly so. And then, yeah, and then, but Jerry Jones goes and picks him up. Um, so let's do this, right? So Martavis Bryant. And John Gruden went out there and made a deal to get, bring this dude in. It's like, I'm a John Gruden guy, but I'm he looking, I'm looking at so what you think, Corey, This is what I said to Dane this morning. So my initial thought was like the Steelers like, ha-ha, we got you. Like the Steelers knew this was coming. Yeah. But then the flip side of it was like, I don't know if they would do that because if the Raiders or anybody found out that they did do this intentionally to make the trade because they knew this was coming, nobody would ever trade with the Steelers again. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the, you have to know when if you're acquiring Martavis Bryant, there is a risk. What's good, fam? You know, I Let me think get one the, of the wristbands to go to y'all party. I got to rewrite my bold prediction for the Raiders now because my bold prediction was Martavis Bryant outscoring Jordy Nelson this year. So now you could write Seth Roberts outscores Jordy Nelson this <laughs> no. year. <laughs> no, I can't. Hey, Des Bryant, bring him in too. <laughs> I mean, Des Bryant fits the qualifications for the uh, Raiders. And then leave Jordy Nelson in the slot. Might, might work. I just think you get Des Bryant back in Dallas. Well, isn't the problem that Des hasn't signed is he wants he wants a, a nice one year deal. He's not looking to take he anything. Keeps say, and the reports say that he keeps he, he the the last report this week said he's waiting for the Giants. 
Yeah, I don't think that's the place he would want to go to get the bigger free agent. He want to play against Dallas. He got to axe the grind. Yeah, he wants to stay in that division. I, I think he needs to have a big season to get. You know, he's look. If 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 I'm trying to go into his mind, then he wants this. He wants another big contract or something like that. You want to go with the opportunity. I think I think Eli's head would explode, but that makes a ton of sense. I mean, if you're looking at the Giants wide receivers, it's Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, and then a bunch of cast-offs from other Russell Shepard, uh, what's his face from the Broncos, their own guys, and Khalif Raymond. And like th- I mean, that team basically has nobody else in the two wide receivers. Yeah. And that's true. It could work. I mean, listen, you got Evan Ingram and you got the whole crew out there. But yeah, they've but already said they don't have, have no injuries. game, you're going to have him complaining or you get Odell complaining. That's what I said. Eli Manning's head would explode. <laughs> just tear that locker room apart. Well, Odell, Odell's like going to hold out training camp. I thought, it, I thought the last report was he was going to participate. Yeah. Uh, he he's participated there. in mandatory minis. I don't think he shows up right. for training camp. Uh, well, yeah, if something's not there before. I mean, that's a whole different situation. Though. Who cares about training camp? I agree with if you saw Bill Poley on NFL Live, I agree with him. I'd rather him not be in training camp anyway. You just want him to be 100%. And that's true, too. And then you know Odell is going to be taking care of himself and working out and stuff like that, the type of athlete he is. So, And then he's not going he to mo- get his money. He's not going to get his money anyway. Then, what the Giants? The Giants he's just got to be careful Giants about those hotel before training camp start. They might, The Giants might pay him before the season start. They I could. Would. There's somebody that broke it down, how they could do it. The biggest thing, I, I'm going to go back to what I said yesterday, Corey, is I don't even think it, you need the $100 million. I think the, what he's looking for guaranteed. is just give that 60, 65 guaranteed, and then that somebody broke down the contract, even if it was $100 million, how it would never count more than 17 against the cap. Yeah, how, how many more years for the CBA? Two more years? Two more years. Yeah, because, I mean, they got to do something about the signing bonus. Thing. That's what's going to be interesting, to see if some of these players try to pull a one- or two-year deal to hit that right before the CBA, kind of like I the NBA. I guarantee players. you that's the type of deal that Aaron Rodgers is going to try to get. That's the type of deal Julio Jones is trying to get right now also. I want to shout out to everybody. Uh, thanks for rocking with us, the whole Goon Squad. Thanks to everybody on the fourth floor, for Matt Medica, for the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. Happy Father's Day, everybody out there. Fantasy football frenzy, another week in the books.